The Holy Gospel according to John, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, because he abides with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned, I am coming to you. In a little while the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Those who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. For those of you who know me, this will not come as a surprise. By nature, I identify as an extrovert. I recharge my mental batteries by drawing on energy from other people. Always have. And yet, there are times in my life that I enjoy getting away from everyone and everything. Solo hikes in the woods, fly fishing on a mountain stream, woodworking in my garage, or cozying up with a good book often brings a sense of recreation, peace, renewal, and refreshment that only being alone and uninterrupted can bring. The truth is, as I have gotten older, I have found moments such as these recharge my mental and spiritual batteries too. Being alone and being still in God's world, God's word, and God's presence can be life-giving food for the soul. Notice I said being alone, not lonely. After all, they have two different meanings. They are two different things. It is one thing to be happy and content to be by yourself. It is another thing to be longing and hoping for the company of others. It is safe to say there are times that I enjoy being alone, but never lonely. Loneliness often elicits an emotional response of sadness that stems from the feelings of isolation or abandonment. We don't want to be lonely. We want to be seen and heard. We want to be loved for and cared for. We want to be supported and encouraged. We want authentic, trusting, genuine relationships with those who we know and will be there for us no matter what. In our reading from John this morning, it is Thursday, 
the evening before Jesus' crucifixion. After sharing a meal, some bread and wine with his disciples, and showing them an example of selfless love and service by washing their feet, Jesus begins to prepare them for his departure. He knows that his disciples must be feeling anxious with the uncertainty in the air. He knows this will not be easy for them. He knows they will struggle with being alone and with the depressing and sad feelings of their aching loneliness. He knows their sense of safety and security up to that point is about to be rattled, is about to be shaken to the very core. In last week's reading from John, just before our reading from today, Jesus tells his disciples not to worry. He tells them that he is going ahead to prepare a place for them. He assures them that they will indeed see each other again. He assures them that they will come to know the love of a God who has room for everyone, a God whose love knows no limits. And yet, even with that assurance, in the face of uncertainty, they are still distressed, confused, and struggling with what is to come. So Jesus makes a promise that he will not leave them orphaned, abandoned, or alone. He makes a promise that he will send them an advocate, a counselor, a guide, the Holy Spirit. Now this is a beautiful image because the word advocate from the Greek word paraclete can have several different meanings. It can function in the legal sense as one who speaks on your behalf in a court of law, and it can function more relationally by one who brings help, comfort, support, guidance, and encouragement. But both of these examples come from the most basic meaning of the word, to come alongside another. Isn't that beautiful? It is a beautiful promise and an image that perhaps carries with it even more meaning and significance today amid the uncertainty of living in a pandemic. Nine weeks ago, we temporarily suspended all events at church, including worship. With a two-week stay-at-home order, we were optimistic that we would be back together in person to celebrate Palm Sunday, Holy Week, and Easter Sunday. So, early on, when we were asked to stay home, countless images and memes flooded the internet and social media, bringing some humor to life's unexpected turn. One of them was a graphic urging introverts to put down your book and check on your extrovert friends. They are not okay. Now I will be the first to say, as an extrovert by nature, I found some good humor in these words, but as temporary began to feel, well, not so temporary with each passing week in isolation, as reality became more real, 
I realized after having conversation with a mental health professional that life has not only been difficult for the extrovert, but for the introvert too. Why? Because none of us had a choice in what was taking place. We were not in control of the degree of our social interaction. I'd be willing to bet 2,000 years ago the disciples felt something similar. They had no choice or control either in what was taking place around them. Their emotions, all of them, in the face of uncertainty, were real. They were valid, just like ours today. And because Jesus sensed the very breadth and depth of their anxiety, their questions, and their fears of being left alone, he assured them that he was not leaving them to fend for themselves. They would not be orphaned. They would not be abandoned because the Holy Spirit would be there alongside of them to help, encourage, support, care for, and guide them. Jesus made that promise then and that promise is still very much alive today. That wherever we find ourselves in this world, whatever we may be experiencing, whatever we may be feeling, we are not alone. For he is with us and in us. He is with us right here, right now, in us and alongside of us. He is with us and in us in our celebrations as we celebrate new life and the birth of a child. He is with us as we celebrate that child graduating from high school or college. He is with us in the joys and wonders of life. But he is also with us in our ever-changing world and the uncertainty of what tomorrow will bring. He is with us when we are sick or nearing the end of life. He is with us and in us in our loss and in our mourning. He is with us in our disrupted relationships, in our loneliness and despair, and our longing to see those we love. He is with us and he is in us. As the psalmist writes, he has listened. He has given heed to the words of our prayer. Now I know for many of you, life is not easy right now. Some of you are wrestling with job loss and financial burdens and trying to work and teach your children simultaneously while at home. Some college students are experiencing the loss of summer employment and internships, while those who have graduated or are preparing to graduate are navigating a very different world when it comes to employment. Some of you are having to reimagine what the joy of your wedding day or the birth of your child may look like. Some of you are learning how to grieve the loss of a loved one 
when you cannot physically be surrounded by those closest to you. I know that for many of you, regardless of your personality traits, that right now is a real struggle. But know this. Know that you are deeply loved by God. Know that you are deeply loved by this community of faith. Know that you are not alone. Because Jesus comes alongside of you to take care of you, to love you, to help you, encourage you, and give you strength. Pastor, theologian, and, and writer, Frederick Beekner said, it is on the back of your bulletin, God also has a spirit, is spirit, says the Apostle John. Thus God is the power of life itself, has breathed and continues to breathe himself into his creation, inspires it. The Spirit of God, Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, is highly contagious. I believe that right here, right now, Today, in the midst of this crazy world, that God, the Spirit, is at work breathing life into us and calling us to reach out, proclaim, and inspire. I believe the Spirit is at work calling us to care for, support, and love our neighbor. I believe the Spirit is calling us to do wonderful and life-giving work in new and creative ways in a world that is desperately in need of good news. So on this day, I pray that you may know and trust that you are not alone, no matter what. That God is by your side. I pray that in the midst of this pandemic, it is God's Spirit and God's Spirit alone that may be highly contagious. And that you and me and the world will be open to receive it and to share it. Let it be so. Amen.